0: The word that lives and abides on the inside of them will manifest the power of the living God to change that situation for the good and the glory of God. I thank you, Father, that the words that we speak out of our mouth, they are powerful, they are life, they are deliverance to those who will declare them and to those who will decree them. And we declare freedom and liberty. Prosperity and victory because we are overcomers because we are born of the Spirit of the Living God that dwells in us. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me, boy. It will not return unto you, boy will accomplish the word that you have spoken out of your mouth. The word of the living God. For the word is spirit and life. And that life dwells on the inside of you. For you are born again of the spirit of God if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If he is your soon coming king, then Jesus who lives in you by the power of the spirit of God will manifest the word that is in you every day, every day, every day if you will hold fast to the confession of your faith if you'll not let it go, but if you'll stand fast in the righteousness of God and be clothed with the armor of God let that armor stay on you day and night, the wicked one will touch you not If you'll submit yourself, therefore, unto God, and resist the devil, he will flee from you. For I have given you power, power over the enemy, to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the powers of the enemy. And I have spoken in my word that nothing by any means shall hurt you. So if you have hurt in your life this day, put your foot on the enemy and tell him to go in the mighty name of Jesus and allow the healing power of God, the anointing of God that abides within you and abides upon you to separate you from that hurt and discouragement and despondentness. And let the power of the Spirit of Christ rise up upon you. I thank you, Father, for your glory. For you have crowned those who are in Christ Jesus with the very glory of God. And I thank you, Father, that that glory shines about them. And the angels of God have been sent to minister to them. And they surround them and they go with them wherever they go. And I thank you for the Holy Ghost who lives on the inside of us. Who is the preparer of the way that is set before us. And we walk in that way for we hear the voice of the Spirit. We obey the voice of the Spirit. And the Spirit within us. He is so gentle. He is so kind. He leads you in the paths of righteousness. Just as it says in Psalms 23, that He will lead you in the paths of righteousness. He will help you to make right decisions, not wrong decisions, right decisions, because the Holy Ghost on the inside of you will lead you in the way that you should go. So we thank you, Father, for all these things being done and accomplished by your Spirit this day. We thank you for the manifestation of them in the mighty name of Jesus we give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus name and everyone said amen and amen well it's good to be here today you may be seated the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever don't you love worship and praise amen you'll have to pardon me I need to blow my nose how many of you know that's fleshly but it's all right though isn't it praise the Lord hallelujah it's good to be back in Jefferson, Iowa. Phyllis and I, we spent our winter in Arizona, and when I left, it was 94 degrees, so it was nice and warm and sunny. We've had a lot of rain this year while we were there, and it was actually cool all winter, but it was a joy, praise God. We have a good church that we go to. He's a Rama graduate. He preaches the Word of God. Hallelujah. The Word is so good, isn't it? Hallelujah. Without the word, me and you don't have the victory. Without the word, me and you have to live by the flesh. And if you live by the flesh, you'll die by the flesh. But me and you live by the spirit, the spirit that's within us. And the spirit is alive and it's well. Glory be to God. And me and you hear the voice of the shepherd on the inside of us. I have lots of thoughts today and we probably won't get to them all. But one of them that I had was religion and Christianity are not the same. Sometimes we correlate them as the same. But religion is of the world. And even in the government, there's many, many religions that have filed in the government. There's over a thousand of them. And there's many different religions, and they are of the world. Because they are not of Christ. Because they're not born of the Spirit of God. I had a teacher one time who was a Mormon and he said no Mormon can enter the Kingdom of Heaven if they believe according to their teachings. I had a teacher one time that was of the Jehovah Witness and he said no Jehovah Witness can enter the Kingdom of Heaven if they believe what the Jehovah Witness teaches. I thought that was interesting. And then I had a teacher who was a, a Catholic and he was delivered from Catholicism. And he said, if you believe what Catholicism believes, you cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Allah has a belief. Allah cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. Aren't you glad you're born again of the Spirit of God? Aren't you glad you have Christ on the inside of you? Because you are not religious. You are Christian. Christianity is those who are born of Christ. Hallelujah. And there are many People out there today that want to deceive you into believing something else. But we need to hold fast to the truth, to the biblical principles. We need to hold fast to Romans 10, 9 and 10 and never leave it go. Because if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says you shall be saved. For if a man believeth in his heart and confesses with the mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, he will be born again. He'll be born again of the Spirit on the inside. And the Bible says the Holy Ghost will come and live on the inside of you. The Bible says in Second Corinthians five seventeen, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Hallelujah. Yeah. Born of the Spirit of God. The old man has passed away. Therefore, I now have dominion over my flesh. I have dominion over my mind. I have dominion over the circumstances of life. I have the power of God living on the inside of me because the new covenant says that God will write his word and his spirit upon my, no, he says what? Didn't get that right, did I? He will write the word upon your mind and your heart. When you study the word of God, the Holy Ghost will write the word upon your mind. It will write it upon your heart so that you can't escape it. And when the day of temptation comes, you'll say no. When drugs, drugs are predominant in the United States of America today. And young people, old people. Middle class people, every age, is tempted to use drugs today. I know people today who are 80 years old because marijuana has been legalized are now smoking marijuana. They ought to be smoking the Word with the Holy Ghost. Amen. And they wonder why their lives are falling apart. They're wondering why things aren't going right. They wonder why their bodies are getting sick. They're wondering why they're distorted in their minds and can't think straight. It's because they're on the wrong thing. The Bible says that we are not supposed to say that we are sick. Some people don't like that. Sometimes I will say no real loud. And my wife will say, what's happening? I refuse to say what's happening. Because God says it's otherwise. God says he's my healer. God says he's my strength. My God says he's for me and not against me. Glory be to God. I refuse to say I'm sick. Why? Because the word is written upon my mind and upon my heart. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. The Bible says, hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. Don't move from the Word. In any circumstance, in any trial, don't move from the Word of the living God. Stand and therefore stand and be unmovable, unshakable in the things of God. And God's power will manifest himself to you. The joy of the Lord will become your strength. You'll walk With a power in your steps, your mouth will be filled with the holy written word of God. You won't be speaking the things of the world constantly and all the time. And it's not wrong to have conversation in the world. But when your mind is set on the things of the world, you will reap the things of the world. And when your things are set on the mind of the spirit, you will reap the mind of the spirit. When it's set on the word, you'll reap the word. God will fulfill it in your life. Why? Because he is faithful who has promised. Oh, glory be to God forevermore. When I wake up in the morning, I quote the word before I even get out of bed. I speak the word. I speak it over my body. I speak it over my wife. I speak it over my family. I speak it over the church. I'm talking about the corporate church of the United States of America and through the world. I speak the word over it. Sometimes it takes me 45 minutes to get out of bed. (laughs) And it's okay because I enjoy doing it. Because the Bible says, My word shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto it is sent. The word has been sent to you. It is sent to deliver you. It's sent to heal you. Glory be to God. It's sent to give you a sound mind. It's sent to give you joy, happiness, and peace. Glory be to God. Not the peace of this world, but the peace of Jesus. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is our peace. If you don't have peace this morning, you are actually partaking of too much of the world because if you take more of Jesus, you will have peace. You don't have to struggle in life. You can rest in life. Many people struggle in life, but you don't have to struggle. I'm telling you, you don't have to struggle. You can be free from struggles because we are not a part of this world. I know things come to us. I know the world sends things to us. But we are not the -er. attacker. We're not the attack E. We are the attacker. When things of this world come to you, rebuke them in Jesus' name the Bible says in James it says submit yourself therefore unto God and resist the devil and he will flee from you or you could say this resist the world that comes against you because the power of God is greater than the world and we are not of this world if we are in Christ we are not of this world we are of the heavenly kingdom and the heavenly kingdom has come it has come to live and dwell on the inside of me glory be to God and the only way to change it is to Speak it out of your mouth and cause the devil to flee. Put him under your feet and keep him there every day, every day, every day. Keep him there. Don't let him loose. The Bible says refused. The Bible says to resist him and he will leave you. He will flee from you and spark, spark terror. Uh, (laughs) Glory be to my tongue wants to talk in tongues. (laughs) Hallelujah. And stark terror. Glory be to God. I remember when I was a young boy, my dad, we had a yard light in the middle of the yard and it had a switch on the pole. And dad would always send me out there. I don't know why he didn't send my older brother. He was older than me. I was little, only like six or seven. And he'd send me out there every night because we'd go out and put the light on and then it would get dark and we'd be done with chores and then we'd have supper and then dad would say, oh, the yard light's on, he'd say, Cornelius, He said, go out there and turn the light off. I was scared of the dark. There's boogeymans out there, you know. I mean big boogeymans out there. And you walk out to that yard light real gentle and you look all the way around. And I'm just a little fella. And I'd stand there by that switch and I'd look at the house because there's light in the house. Hallelujah, there's light in the house. And I'd hit that switch and I'd run in stark terror to the house so the boogeymans wouldn't get me. But I want you today, today I could walk out to that yard light with no fear. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because God has not given me the spirit of fear, but power and love and a sound mind. Glory be to God. I'm not afraid of the dark anymore. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God because of what God has done for us. The title of my message is Faith First and then Grace. No one receives anything from God Without faith. Are you hearing me? You cannot receive anything from God without faith. Even before you got saved, you had to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. For by faith are you saved through grace, not of works, not of self, lest any man should boast. Everything is by faith. And I'm talking about the God kind of faith. I'm not talking about natural faith. Because the world, the people who are not born again, do not have the God kind of faith. The only faith that they have is the natural faith. The world's faith. And that's why they have such a difficult time getting things from God. Because to get things from God, you need to have the faith of God, exercise the faith of God, and he says he will give you whatever you ask. It says in uh, John 16, 23, Whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he will give it you. You have to ask in faith. James says, anything that you ask, you must ask in faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Didn't say he didn't love you. He says it's impossible for you to receive things from God unless you exercise faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. That means if you're born again, you're the righteousness of God, you're the just of God, then you need to walk by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Aren't you glad? I mean, the world has a problem with that. They have a real problem with that because we are so fleshly-minded many times in the church. We are so feeling-minded in the church. Most of the time people, they say, well, how do you feel today? I said, you got 10 minutes and I'll tell you. (laughs) After 10 minutes, they don't want to talk to you anymore. Because I don't walk by my feelings, I walk by the Word of God. Because faith cometh from the Word. Faith comes from hearing the Word of the living God. As you are hearing the Word this morning, faith is coming to you. And what you do with that faith is up to you. I can't force anything on you. I can't force healing on you. I can't force prosperity on you. I can't force anything on you. You have to receive the engrafted Word of God, which is able to save your mind. Oh, glory be to God. You get your mind renewed to the Word, and things in your life will change. But the devil don't want you to study the Word. The devil don't want you to read the Word. The devil just wants you to go to church, listen to a nice little sermon on Sunday morning, and then never touch your Bible the rest of the week. Not even pray the rest of the week. Not even confess the Word the rest of the week. He don't care. He don't care. He don't want you to have the Word on the inside of you. One of the things that I tell myself, I am a very disciplined man because I have a problem with discipline. I don't want to discipline myself. I don't want to discipline my flesh. I don't want to discipline my mind. Sometimes I just want to let it fly. But the Holy Ghost on the inside of me says, no, don't do that. Because the word will not return unto you void. Because as soon as I let the flesh go, let my mind go, then the enemy can begin to do things around me in my life and cause havoc, cause me to be discouraged, cause me to be despondent, cause me not to want to go to church anymore. And you ought to discipline yourself to go to church every Sunday. Are you hearing me? It says, forsake not the assemblings of yourself together in the house of God. Hallelujah. That means you ought to go to church. That means you ought to not be lazy. That means you ought to discipline yourself and get out of bed in the morning. If you have a problem getting out of bed in the morning, say, I am a disciplined person. I get up early to rise. I love to get up every morning. And after about three months, you'll get up. Amen. Because do you believe the words that you speak out of your mouth? Do you believe every word that you speak comes out of your mouth will come to pass? Most people don't. The Bible says to put a guard on your mouth. The Bible says to watch what you say. The Bible says to hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering. I know you can make it in this world, hopefully. Because that's what it is. It's a hope. Because when you operate by the world's standards, you may make it or you may not make it. But with God, you always make it. With God, you always make it. Every time. Every time. Every time we have I love to shoot billiards my wife will tell you that I'd rather do that than probably anything else but I just like shooting pool and I've improved over a couple of years but I've noticed one thing with the people that I shoot with and there's 12 of us in a group and there's probably 30 or 40 people that play off and on in the billiards room and You wait for an opportunity to share with them. And this one gentleman, he has the last stage of diabetes. And he's a really nice guy. And I asked him one day when we happened to be alone. And I just asked him, you know, are you a Christian? And he says, well, what do you mean by Christian? So he he always asks questions when I ask a question. He just normally does that. And I says, well, a Christian is someone who has received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. He says, well, I don't know if I've really done it exactly that way, but I've asked Jesus into my heart. I said, well, that's good enough. Amen, yeah. hey, that'll work. Glory be to God. And uh, he, has to, he has a hernia. And uh, he's been dealing with that for a couple of years. And then he had a brain aneurysm up here. And, and uh, he was afraid to have... The surgery for his hernia because the brain aneurysm might go into effect and he might die. I said, Well, that's not so bad. You just get to go to heaven. But that's not really the way it has to be. That's not God's best. God's best is for you to be healed. He said, Well, I listen to Andrew Walmack quite often. He talks about healing all the time. I said, Well, glory to God. And then he says, my wife listens to this other person. I said, oh my God, I didn't say that, but I thought that. Oh my God, she listens to that. So there's a contradiction there. She's saying one thing, Andrew's saying another thing. So he's going to have to sort it out between what takes place. So he was dealing with fear. And I said, well, one day we were alone again in there. And I said to him, I said, Gary, I said, I'll tell you what. You don't have to be afraid to have that surgery. You just go ahead and have that surgery because God will take care of you. And you're not going to die and go to heaven. You'll be okay. And he looked at me and he said, do you think so? I said, no, I don't think so. I know so. See, you have to believe in the words that you speak. And then you have to get out of God's way and not try to make it happen. Amen. Too many people get in God's way. They don't rest in him and let God do his work. So Gary had a surgery a couple of weeks ago, come out just fine. Amen. Recovering, Praise the name of Jesus. Had another gentleman who has asthma real bad, a lung problem. He worked at areas in the bottom parts of his lung, third parts of his lung are black. And uh, he was in the hospital and in and out of the hospital and those type of things. And, and uh, the Lord just prompted me and just said, you just need to go visit him. And uh, they informed us in the billiard room that... He don't want any visitors. He don't want to see anybody. I said, well, I guess I'll violate his request because I need to go see him. So I went in there and uh, sat down. He said, sit down. So he he talked about billiards right away. I said, well, I'm sorry, Gary, but I really didn't come here to talk about billiards. I came here to talk about Jesus. He says, okay, what are you going to talk about? (laughs) He's just that kind of a guy. And his son happened to fly in. And he was sitting on a chair over there, and I began to tell Gary that Jesus was the healer, and Jesus would heal him, and those type of things, and, and so forth. And he said, well, yeah, that's good. He says, I can believe that. And uh, I said, can I pray with you at the end? And he said, yeah, you can pray with me. And his son said, you know, he said, I had the nuns pray for him this morning. And he was excited about that. And I said, well, praise the Lord. Glory be to God. It's good somebody prays. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. At least we know what to do when we're in trouble. But before that, I remember when he was in the hospital when he first went. Because they were talking death in the pool room, in the billiard room. They were talking about death. He's going to die. He's not going to make it. He's bad. And I remember speaking scriptures over that man. He shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. I speak healing to his body in the name of Jesus. I command him to recover in Jesus' name. I command him to come out of that. And I just did that by myself in just a little quiet tone while I was standing in the billiards room. And so he went back to the hospital again, came in, went back out. And the enemy kept saying, you need to go talk to him. I said, no, I'm not going to talk to him. I rest and trust in God's word. I know I had a word from the Lord. And I know he's going to recover. I know he's going to get well. I know he's going to come out of that hospital in the mighty name of Jesus. I know it on the inside. So you're not going to get me to go to the hospital, try to get something to have and lay hands on him or whatever. Speak other words over him. I'm not going to do it. And I refuse to go do it. And today he's flying home in an airplane last week. All better. Praise the name of Jesus. He was in the billiards room two weeks ago shooting four or five games at pool. Glory be to God. See, so shall my word. Hallelujah. It shall not return void. It shall accomplish that which I please. Those things that are spoken by the Spirit that come to you from God. Are you hearing me? All other words still will not return void. But when you have a word from God, that word will come to pass if you will not let it go. If you will not allow yourself to be double-minded, thinking one way one minute and thinking... Another way, another minute. See, that's why some people have a terrible time with receiving the manifestation of their healing in their physical body. Because they're talking one way one time and talking another way the other time. When we get in trouble, we have a tendency to speak God's word and pray and declare victory. Amen? But then when the symptoms don't change right away or they happen to get worse, then sometimes we'll talk about the symptoms or what's taking place in our physical body rather than disciplining our mind and saying, body, I know you're talking to me. You're telling me it's getting worse, but I'm telling you I'm getting better in the name of Jesus. And that rebukes that thing in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It allows the stripes of Jesus to heal your physical body you know sometimes people think preachers never have any problems because they preach the word of God but I mean the last two weeks I've been dealing with my lower back I had that problem several years ago and I mean it would it would get so bad it would want to just put me on my knees and the only reason I'm saying it today is so that you can hear it otherwise I wouldn't say it at all I refuse to say it because I speak to my body every day Body, you're under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost lives on the inside of me. And my back is healed in Jesus' name. And body, I want you to know it. And I declare it. And I decree it. And I'm not changing from it in Jesus' name. And I refuse to speak the pain. I refuse to speak the circumstance. Because I'm going to speak the word of God. Because I know it will not return unto me void. It will accomplish that what it was sent to please. And I send it to my body in Jesus name. And it is going to accomplish that in Jesus name. Healing will manifest itself. The anointing of the word will manifest itself in my lower back. And it will be gone in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Are you hearing me? You have to be stubborn. You have to be steadfast. You have to be unmovable, unshakable in the things of God. You can't be wishy washy. Amen. Do you ever believe for a dollar? Took you 10 years to get it. You ever believe for a hundred? I mean outside of working or whatever. Just flat believe for a hundred dollars. Say, God, I just, I'm going to believe you for a hundred dollars. You say, whatsoever I ask in the name of Jesus, you shall give it to me. Now, I'm not asking for $100. But I say, I ask you, Father, for $100. And I just thank you, Father. I'm not going to work for it. I'm not going to do anything to cause it to come. Sometime, someplace, somewhere, someone is just going to give me $100. And then what do you do? You just rest. You rest in Him. And when the Holy Ghost brings it to your mind... Or the devil says, you really think somebody's going to give you $100? No, I don't think so. I know so. I know so. I don't think so. I know so. See, the devil always wants to say, what do you think? It doesn't matter. Because the word is truth. I know that $100 will come. Same thing with healing. Healing. I receive healing from my body in the name of Jesus. I receive it according to your word. You, Let me read you a scripture, if I can find it. It's in here somewhere. Uh, Where is it? Right there it is. 2 Corinthians 4.13 says, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he which raised up Jesus, up the Lord Jesus, shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us with him. I believe and therefore I speak. You will not speak what you don't believe. You will not speak what you don't want to believe. It's absolutely the truth. But once you get the word written on your mind and your heart, you will speak the word. The word will come out of your mouth first thing, not second thing, not third, not fourth. It will come out of you because you know that the circumstance that comes to you is contrary to the word of God. And you will speak the word that's in your heart. If you're ruled by the flesh, you will speak the flesh. If you're ruled by circumstances, you will speak the circumstances. Because that's what you see and that's what you feel. I'm not denying feelings. I'm not denying circumstances. But I am denying their right to exist. Because we are not of this world. We are of the heavenly kingdom. Glory be to God forevermore. Somebody ought to say praise the Lord hallelujah the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever Mm -hmm. every day every day I thank God for mercy his mercy is renewed every day I need his mercy every day because his mercy is undeserved isn't that wonderful I don't deserve his mercy But his mercy is renewed every day to give me mercy because he understands that I'm a man. He understands that I deal with my mental facilities. He understands that I deal with my flesh. He understands that I deal with this world and therefore I need mercy every day. If you don't believe in the mercy of God, you won't speak the mercy of God over yourself. But sometimes you just have to take a hold of the word and speak it anyway until it gets in your heart. Until it gets in your mouth. Glory be to God. The mercy of God. Every day. I receive God's mercy every day. And his mercy comes to me every day because I know I need it. Amen. His mercy is good. For the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. My mic went off. Yeah. What you want? Uh, I'll tell you what's right. Either one? Yep, yep. That, one? Yeah. that one? That one? That yep, one? Is. is it on? Uh, I don't know if it's on or not. Is yep. it on? No. 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 Push the button. Oh. There it's on. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't know if I can preach with a microphone in my hand. You suppose that's doubt and unbelief? Suppose that's a wrong confession? I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Hallelujah. I'm not moved by this mic. (laughs) I'm only moved by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. It's good to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, isn't it? Oh, praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. In Hebrews 11, 1, it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the substance. Without the faith of the Son of God, there is no substance. Are you hearing me? Without faith in God, there is no substance. But when you release the faith of God that is in you, then it becomes substance. You maybe still can't see it, but the substance is there because of the Word. Then it says, faith is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the evidence of things not seen. When you have a symptom in your body, and you say, by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed, I believe it in my heart, and I confess it with my mouth, then faith is released, and you have evidence and proof, the word of the living God, that by the stripes of Jesus you are healed. And things will change. Things will change. Be ye not a hearer only, but be ye a doer of the word of God sick people need to act healed because that's faith. I didn't say you weren't sick in the natural. I said you need to act healed. I'm going to tell you a story because this will relate to faith first and then grace. One time in my life I got rode over by a tractor. I don't know if I ever told you this or not. But I got rode over by a tractor. And it wasn't a very thing th- fun thing. And several weeks before that, I had a dream or a vision. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but it was at night. And I saw this man hurt and couldn't walk. And I told him, get up and walk in Jesus' name. Get up and walk in Jesus' name. Well, we were traveling on the road at that time and ministering in different places. And I figured there was going to be a man that couldn't walk. And I could tell him to walk. And I just knew he was going to get up and walk. I found out later that that man was me. Because I got rode over by the tractor and I couldn't walk. I couldn't get up. I tried to get up and I'd fall down. And I asked the Holy Ghost. The first thing I said to the Holy Ghost, what's wrong with me? He said, your hip's dislocated. So I knew exactly what the problem was. And I said, well, God, just slip that baby right back in there and then it'll be okay. And then I can get up. But it didn't happen that way. And the reason it didn't happen that way is because in the dream or the vision that I had, the man had to get up and walk. And I hurt so bad. I don't know if you ever hurt that bad, but I hurt so bad that I couldn't hardly stand it. And my mind was bombarded with the pain. And I could hear the Holy Ghost way down on the inside say, get up and walk. But I didn't obey. So therefore I didn't walk. So my wife, she finally, I got her attention and she finally came out and she finally got me in the house. And I was laying on the floor. And she just got done reading the book, The Blood Covenant by E.W. Kenyon. And she left me and went upstairs and spoke to the Father and said, I will not have a disabled man in Jesus' name. I'll not have a cripple the rest of my life. I have a blood covenant with you. My man will walk. My man will be healthy. My man will be whole. Thank God for a wife that knows the word. Glory be to God. I knew exactly what she was doing. And I just said, thank you, Father. I agree with every word she says. Praise the name of Jesus. So then... I said, call the chiropractor. I'm just going to have him slip that baby in there. I know it's going to hurt, but call the chiropractor. He came down, and he looked at me, and I said, my hip's dislocated. He says, well, yeah, I know. But he says, you may have internal bleeding and all other kinds of stuff. So he says, I'm not going to touch you because I don't want a problem. I says, well, just put it in place. I mean, just, just put it in there. We'll be done with this mess. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He said, no, I'm not going to do it. I refuse. So then my wife called the ambulance. So then we got in the ambulance. And I said to the people in the ambulance, I said, can I say anything? Can I do anything? They said, yeah, you can say anything you want. I just started quoting scripture. Hallelujah. Healing scripture over my body. Started speaking to my body. Got to the hospital. And then they put you in this bed, hurts like crazy because they put you you want to lay flat and then they want to take x-rays and stuff. And I finally said to all the nurses, I said, you're just going to have to leave. You're just going to have to go out and just give me a minute. And so when they went out of the room, the scripture came to my mind, laughter doeth good like a medicine. So I just started laughing on the bed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I don't know how long I laughed, but I I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and I laughed. I don't know what the nurses thought, they never said anything when they come back in. But see, I was exercising my faith. I was releasing my faith. I was calling those things that be not as though they were. I was calling my body healed. I was laughing at the circumstances. Hallelujah. And I just laughed and laughed and laughed. Glory be to God. And I said, okay nurses, now you can come back in. Everything's fine. They took x-rays and all that kind of stuff and I wanted to go home, but they wouldn't let me go home. They kept me overnight. He said, well, tomorrow morning, he says, you're going to be so miserable, you can't stand yourself. But in the morning, I had joy, hallelujah, (laughs) and he sent me home, praise the name of Jesus. Well, I got a bed, one of those were the things, the upright, and finally got a TV in my little room so I could watch TV. You know, all these preachers on TV, they just kept saying, get up. (laughs) Why do they have to do that? Get up. Hallelujah. I said, all right, Lord, I'll get up by faith. My wife wasn't around because she'd make me stay in bed. You know, wives are that way. Because they care. And I I said, I'm all right, all right, I'll get up. It took a while. I said, I'll get up in faith. I'll get up and fall flat on my face on the floor. I wanted to say to the Lord, boy, that worked really good, didn't it? But then I know I'd have to repent and ask him to forgive me. Hallelujah. (laughs) Because I would have been telling him his word didn't work. And his word works. His word works whether I believe it or not. Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory be to God. So I didn't do that again that day. It hurt terrible. So the next day, turned on the TV and preachers are saying, Get up. How's it? Oh, brother. You know, no no faith in that at all, is there? Oh, brother. I mean, I don't know if this is going to work. That's really what you're thinking, but not willing to admit it. And so I get up and fall flat on my face again. I did that three times and I said, God, that's enough of that. He said, You're right. (laughs) Praise the Lord. He has a sense of humor. (laughs) Hallelujah. So then we were traveling on the road and we had a fifth wheel and had a truck. And uh, I had been, one day, a preacher came on. He said, You need to get up and go. Oh, brother. And I knew exactly what he meant get up and go, get in the truck, hook up the fifth wheel go preach. That's what he told me to do. I said, all right, Lord, I'm going to get up. I'm going to go. So I called the churches where I needed to go minister. And I, I said to him, I says, I'm dealing with this circumstance in my life. I says, I'm going to walk with a walker because I can't walk because I got rolled over with a tractor. But I'm going to come and I'm going to preach on healing. Is it okay if I come? They all said, come on. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. They didn't care. So I went to the first church. Actually, my son-in-law Ron, he come and helped load the trailer and Julie because I couldn't lift anything. Glory be to God. They probably wondered, what was the matter with me? But it's OK because I'm going to do what the Lord said. We got to the first church, and I used the walker going into the church, and we were the worship leader said, "Let's all stand up." I said, oh, brother, i got to stand an hour and a half preaching the Word of God, and, and they want me to stand up and do worship and praise, too. And I heard the Holy Ghost on the inside said, stand up, and don't lean on your walker. I said, oh, brother, still not much faith, is it? I said, all right, Lord, so I did it. But because I did it, that's faith, because I'm acting on what God said. So I stood there, and I thought... Worship and praise ain't never going to get over. It seems like it's been long tonight for some reason or another. Hallelujah. And I think it went on for 20, 25, 30 minutes. I mean, it seemed like it's never going to end. And I was standing there and standing there and standing there. And then she's going to turn the service over to me. And the Holy Ghost on the inside of me said, don't take the walker to the pulpit. Walk to it. Oh, So you're going to have to act in faith again. So I stood there just for a moment, and I thought, well, God said I'm supposed to walk, so I'm going to walk. So I walked to the pulpit. By the time I got to the pulpit, my physical body hurt so bad I couldn't hardly stand it. I hung onto the pulpit the whole night. When I got done, the Holy Ghost said to me, now walk back out of here. Okay. So I did, by faith, walk back out, and did walk out went to the next church, and the pastor knew the circumstance, and we had books because we sold books while we were on the road. And uh, so we had tables out there, and we had boxes in the bottom of the fifth wheel trailer. And the pastor says, well, we'll carry all the boxes in for you and put them on the table. And I said, thank you very much. I appreciate that. I would have said that anyway, but I really appreciated it because carrying 50 pounds of boxes when your back and body hurts so bad you can't hardly stand it, isn't a much fun deal. And the Holy Ghost said to me on the inside, he said, you carry the boxes too. I said, by this time, I said, yes, sir. Yes, Holy Ghost. I got out of my chair, walked out of that fifth wheel trailer without the walker, walked to the bottom, picked up a box, carried it, and the trailer was a long ways from the church, like three, four hundred feet. I carried that box all the way into church, put it on the table. The pastor says, I'll empty it for you. I said, thank you. If he wouldn't have said, I'll empty it for you, I'd had to empty it myself. I said, praise the Lord. I did that one. Now I can sit down. The Holy Ghost said, no, you're supposed to finish the job. So I went out. Got myself another box. And by that time, you know, they were, they were. my wife was carrying, the pastor was carrying, his wife was carrying. So they were carrying three to one. So I only had to carry two boxes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because they were much faster than I was. So I hurt so bad that night. I sat in the chair all afternoon. I sat in the chair all afternoon. I hurt so bad. Just quoting the Word, quoting the Word. By the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. Hallelujah. I'm obedient to the Spirit. Glory be to God. And then we got to the church and in, in the pulpit and standing up there and preached for a while. And then all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost said to me, he said, now get off of that pulpit and run. I said, oh my gosh, goodness gracious to me. I said, I can hardly walk, not alone run. I mean, I said that in my mind. The Holy Ghost said, what do you say? I says, "I repent in Jesus' name." I thought about it just for a moment, got off the pulpit, run around the church. I've been running ever since. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. because the Lord is good and His mercy endures forever. Yeah. But see faith first and then grace. Faith first, then the manifestation. Sometimes we don't like to what we call endure hardship. (laughs) That's really not what he's talking about when he's talking about sickness and disease. We don't endure sickness and disease. We overcome it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We don't endure poverty. We overcome it in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We don't put up with the things of this world. We put up with Jesus, amen? And we really don't put up with Jesus. We love him. Glory be to God. It's about time to quit again, isn't it? Psalms 107.1 says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. When you study Psalms 107, you will find that the children of Israel all cried out unto the Lord. And when they cried out unto the Lord, he sent his word, and he healed them and delivered them. It's the same way with me and you. But you have to have faith and release your faith. Hold fast to the confession of your faith without wavering, for he is faithful who has promised. I didn't say it would be easy, because sometimes it's very difficult in the natural because your flesh plays such a great part in our individual lives. I'm going to be glad when the trump sounds and I check out of this world. Hallelujah. And I will have a new body forever. Never any more aches or pains. I won't ever get old. Hallelujah. My hair is getting gray. Praise the name of Jesus forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Getting old is a joy for me. For many people, it's not a joy because they look at their flesh. They look at their body. But I'll tell you what, the Bible says when we get old, we ought to have more wisdom and more smarts than when we started. Amen. Glory be to God. And my hair will probably be more whiter the next time you see me, and I'll be another year older. Hallelujah. But the Lord says that the Gray hairs on our head are blessed. Your gray hairs and your beard are blessed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. And the Bible didn't say that we had to die old, sick, and broke. We can die old, rich, and healed. Hallelujah. Full of the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. But how full you get of the Holy Ghost is dependent upon you, not dependent upon me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No one can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues without faith. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm so glad I'm filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in other tongues. I'll tell you what, it's got me through many, 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 many troubles. I remember one time I ate some, I went to see faith first and then grace. Obedience is important. I went to this truck stop one time when we were on the road, and the Holy Ghost on the inside of me said, "Don't eat that food." But I was hungry. So I ate the food. And something happened a few hours later and I didn't feel very good and I hurt for three days and we stayed in the motel room to get over it. I said to the Holy Ghost, I said, why is it taking you so long to heal my body? He said, well I wouldn't have to heal your body if you'd been obedient to me in the first place and not ate. But I said, I was hungry. He said, well you could have ate something else. I told you not to eat that. I didn't tell you not to eat anything. Amen. And I was sick for three days. My wife took care of me, didn't have any pity on me. She just says, you're healed, honey. Just like you tell me, get up and walk. Get busy about doing things. Hallelujah. See, faith first and then healing. Faith first, then prosperity. Faith first, then victory. Faith first, then blessings. Hallelujah. Faith is important. And the faith message gets hammered a lot because people don't understand faith. They don't understand how faith works. Read the book of Mark, the 11th chapter, and you'll find out how faith works. Jesus was going along one day, and all of a sudden he saw this tree and didn't have anything on it, and he said, no man shall eat fruit of the hereafter. and he went on. The story says a little bit later, they came back, and his disciples says, hey, the tree's dried up, and Jesus said, have the faith of God. If you don't know what faith is, study that verse. Those verses in the Bible in Mark 11. And you'll understand what faith is. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were. That's how you receive the things from heaven. See, heaven's already come. (laughs) It lives on the inside of being you. (laughs) Glory be to God. If you're born again, it lives on the inside of you. Glory be to God forevermore. Aren't you glad you're called of God? Aren't you glad the anointing of God abides within you and upon you? Aren't you glad the glory of God is on you? It surrounds you? Thank God for the angels that surround me. My wife says, sometimes I don't know the way you drive, but that's why I have angels. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Glory be to God forevermore. Somebody told me one time, if you're driving 90, the angels don't help you. But I don't drive 90 anymore. I'm over that. Praise the Lord. I discipline my flesh. <laughs> now that I'm retired on, 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 the, on the streets in, 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 uh, in Apache Junction, you know, and on, on the interstate, I drive 55, 60. <laughs> Speed limits 75, 65, 65 there. And people get right on your bumper, you know, and they stay there for a while. And I, I just keep saying, praise God, they have a passing gear. They have blinkers. Hallelujah. I'm retired. I'm enjoying life. Glory be to God. I don't have to drive so fast anymore to get anyplace I got all day long. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And then they, then they swerve out alongside of you and stay there a little while and look at you, you know. And then they speed up and cut right in front of you, you know. So that you can speak your flesh instead of the spirit. Amen. Opportunity. Praise the name of Jesus forevermore. (laughs) Hallelujah. And then you pick the grocery line that's the longest every time and you sit there and grumble and complain rather than say, praise you, Lord, Jesus, I have money to buy what I'm here for. Amen. Amen. You go to the gas pump, oh, dear, God, them gas punches are high. Oh, thank you, Father, I have money to buy gas in Jesus' name. I have abundance. I have more than enough. The ability to give every, every work, good work, glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. See, you only believe, you only speak what you believe. If you don't believe in healing, you won't speak healing to your body. I'll guarantee you, you won't. If you don't believe in prosperity, you won't speak prosperity. If you don't believe in deliverance, you won't speak deliverance. You just won't. If you don't believe you're blessed, you won't speak you're blessed. Hallelujah. If you don't believe that you're highly favored of God, you won't speak it. Amen. That's why meditation and the Word is so vitally important, because it'll get in your mind, it'll get in your heart. I'm a blessed man. Even if nobody else would be blessed, I would be blessed. And I know you're a blessed church. Amen. You're blessed. You're highly favored of God. Praise the name of Jesus. Because you understand certain principles in God's holy written Word, and you apply them in your life. Hallelujah. Last year when I came here, I'm going to quit with this. Last year when I came here, I walked in the door, and this word came to me, revival, came to me. This year when I came back, before I came back here, the Lord kept telling me, revival, 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 revival. Walked in the sanctuary this morning, and the Lord said, revival, revival in the land, revival in the land. In Isaiah, it says that there was no one to speak restoration. God spoke to Isaiah and told him to start speaking restoration over the land, over the things that God had given to him. And it's the same way today. I speak revival over this land in the name of Jesus. Revival. 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 Somebody say, well, when's it going to happen? I don't know. But I do know this, so shall my words be that go forth out of my mouth. They shall not return unto me void, but they shall accomplish that which I please. And they shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. And I send the word revival over this land in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. And I will guard my mouth. Every day and not speak anything contrary to it in the name of Jesus. Because as soon as you speak something contrary to it, you stop it until you repent and start saying it again. It's the same way with healing. When you speak healing over your body... And then all of a sudden you speak things contrary to the word. You stop the healing power of God in your body. And as soon as you get back on the healing word, healing will flow to you. If you'll stay there, stand there, don't move from there. Glory be to God. It will happen because my God is faithful. Faithful who promised. Praise the name of Jesus. Glory be to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I need to quit. Let's stand before Heavenly Father. Praise the name of Jesus. I gave you enough. Some of you I gave way too much. (laughs) Hallelujah. But it's okay anyway. Because the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In Job 22, 28 it says, Thou shalt also decree a thing and it shall be established unto thee. "...and the light shall shine upon your pathway." Whoo! Glory be to God. That reminds me of something else, but I won't share it with you. Hallelujah. "...Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto you, and the light shall shine upon your pathway." When you declare healing, light will shine upon you. The light of the gospel of Jesus Christ hallelujah, when you declare prosperity over your life, the light will shine upon your pathway. When you declare deliverance over your body from drugs and alcoholism and pornography and all these ungodly things that are in the world that want to attach themselves to people in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you'll declare your freedom, the light will shine upon your pathway. You don't need pornography. You don't need drugs. You don't need alcoholism. You need Jesus. You need his word. And his word will set you free. His word will set you free. Hallelujah. Determine within yourself. Determine within yourself to be faithful to the things of God. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Well, I'm just going to close by just speaking the word. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you and I worship you and I praise you and I magnify your holy mighty name. I thank you, Father, for revival in the land. I give you glory and I give you praise. Hallelujah, that the Spirit of God is moving over this land. It is changing hearts and minds of people to come to the house of God, to worship Him, to praise Him, to magnify Him in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, that restoration is taking place in every person's life within the sound of my voice in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, that I am not responsible for your word but you are the one who is responsible for your word and I thank you Father that you are faithful to fulfill it in Jesus name so I thank you Father that every circumstance every ungodly thing that would be within the sound of my voice in the name of Jesus Christ I break the power of it and I speak restoration over it in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I declare liberty and freedom and righteousness and holiness in the mighty matchless name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I give you praise praise and glory and honor and I thank you for it Father and then the Lord says the light shall shine upon Hallelujah, so the light is shining, the power of the Spirit is moving. Glory be to God forevermore. To quicken, 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 quicken every mortal body, every sickness and every disease that is in the sound of my voice. It says, if the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that same Spirit shall quicken, give life to. Hallelujah, hallelujah, give life to that sickness and to that disease and drive it from their bodies in the name of Jesus Christ forever. Hallelujah. And the healing power of God will be manifested in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you for it, Father. Oh, and we just thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, that you are the one that quickens, you are the one that gives life, you are the one that keeps life in us, and you obey the word, oh glory be to God, by the stripes of Jesus you are healed, hallelujah, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will manifest that word, oh thank you Father, thank you Father, thank you Father, I thank you Father that as we go from this place, we are blessed in our comings, blessed in our goings, oh praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, glory be to God, No plague shall come nigh our dwelling. Hallelujah. 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 Sickness and disease is far from us. Poverty is far from us. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. We thank you for it and we bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen. And then you ought to lift your hands and praise the Lord. Amen. Just thank him for a moment. Just thank him for a moment. Hallelujah. Glory be to God forevermore. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we bless you. 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 Oh, we thank you, Father. Oh, we thank you, Father. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. See, lifting your hands and giving him praise is a releasing of your faith and declaring it so. You decree it and you declare it, and a light shall shine upon your pathway. Amen. So go in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and be blessed. Amen.